Dude, it's been like a month. I know. I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't know. Am I Terrell? Um, let's pull this uh, thing up. We're just gonna hit the intro right off the bat. We're gonna jump right into this. Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, we don't want to disturb Josh. Yeah, Josh is sleeping. <sighs> yeah. You know the deal. This is Wrench Life, the Wrench Life podcast. Wrench Life with a Y. Nothing's as good. It's, never <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been so long. I don't know because nothing. There's nothing better than feeling good. I don't nothing know. Better than feeling good. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I had prepared one, but I figured it's been a while. Probably a little out of practice. So I thought maybe we just shoot the shit a little bit. Talk about some stuff. Cool. Um, a little more casual. Uh, we did so many that were so dense. The one I've been working on is going to also be kind of dense. So I thought maybe... Yeah, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How's your ear? It sucks, yeah. Um, <laughs> before the podcast, I was showing Dave my, my gnarly ear cyst that I've had for many years. That's never It hurts like once a year Yeah. until you smash it with a heavy kettlebell against your head. Do you ever try and pop it? It has popped like and it comes six back. years ago. It was it was almost this big. Yeah, and it just like like went out. One you ever watch those videos where people pop cysts no, on the internet? Freak me out! Oh man. my god, I hate it. <laughs> god, it, it's like it's like it's terrible, but you can't stop watching like nine eleven videos. <laughs> those aren't terrible. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, a two interest at a ER or a urgent care trip, and then this with two days in a row is pretty good. So. I should lift that mic up a tiny bit. So, um, yeah. I'll shout out to all you moms out there. Happy Moms Day. Yeah. What a great philosophical discussion about the context in which it's appropriate to say Happy Mother's Day. No, probably the context when it's appropriate to not say Happy Mother's Day, I guess, mm. anymore. With my brother earlier. We've had a, gr- a lot of really good discussions lately. Yeah. You know, that's great. What are the contexts in which you shouldn't say Happy Mother's Day? Um, I don't want to get into it. Okay. Uh, the details are just <laughs> personal. Yeah, that makes too, sense. Too personal. Um, but also, so that's a good segue because what I wanted to talk about today is just uh, diversity of thought, you know, mm. and how a lot of what Wrench Life stuff, you know, we talked a lot about being honest with yourself, you know, but that kind of comes with like... It's kind of the same way as saying you need to have a diversity of thought internally and externally. You need to yeah. be able to accept the fact that, oh, wait, eating fat isn't bad for me. Or maybe I am a huge piece of garbage, you know? like Maybe I'm not nice. It's like yeah, that right? thing where it's like if, if, you know, every group of friends has a, has a dumb person and a smart person and a, and a dickhead. And if you're like, man, everyone around me is really smart. You're, you're probably the dumb guy. Yeah. Or if like, man, everyone's so nice. Like, there's no asshole in our group. And you're, you're probably the asshole. The asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It seems like right now there's, there's kind of a dearth in that. Like, all the, all the debates, the political topics, the social topics are all like, they're so polarized. And both sides of the argument are, are ridiculous. And neither side can see, like, 
the people that are on the extremes of the arguments can, can't see that they're just as extreme as the other side. And I think that kind of mentality, well, there's a lot of reasons for it, social media and all that stuff and mainstream media. It just infects all of your thinking. Um, and I was actually, what kind of brought me into this is I, I found this another guy on internet guy, not internet guy, he's a scientist guy, but there's internet guys that find these smart scientist guys and then put them on the internet and all of a sudden they become like, you know, holy shit, let me pull this up really quick. I want to get the guy's name right. Because it, yeah. it was one of those names that looked like a name, but it's, oh, the guy's name is oh, Lane McGilchrist. Christ. So his name, it's L-A-I-N. Lane? Lion? Lane? Lane? I like, don't Lane sounds good. I thought it was E in at first, and I was like, wait, Lane. Lane McGilchrist. So he's like a neuropsychologist and a clinical psychologist, and he wrote this book that I'm absolutely going to read. What about, it's about left brain and right brain, mm. and the original context of left brain, right brain, the paradox that we were kind of all taught is pretty much wrong, but... The fact that it's, there are separate parts of the brain that do separate things is true. Yeah. And he, and he talks about in the book, he lays these parallels between the great societies and how, well, the societies that weren't great usually pick one side or the other side of, of the two thoughts of thinking that people have, and they hmm. fail. And the big ones have been the ones that have incorporated both in, in, a, in a, a manner that works until a point, and then the left brain, like... He said, basically, the left brain is more, like, abstract and, like, free thinkery kind of. Mm -hmm. And But the problem with that is that it assumes that everything else is wrong. <laughs> I think it's... it's I'm, I'm trying to get this all wrong. But basically, he said, like, we're at the same place where, like, the Romans and the Greeks were, where they became too, like, almost... Thinky. They thought they were being, being really open-minded and progressive, and they weren't seeing how they were alienating a lot of other <clears throat> diversity of ideas. I guess you could draw a lot of parallels between us and the Roman times, where we have like so much extravagance and yeah. like, so much laziness that all yeah. you, you know. That's when all and the, the free and the, came it's from. bureaucratic. The ruling yeah. state is is so detached from the people. Yeah, and it's just like we're we're set up so well that our problems are so dumb. Yeah, and the great thing is in this. I watched. Um, he did a um, a discussion on this channel, uh, in a YouTube channel called Rebel Wils Rebel w Wisdom, which is really great. Mm -hmm. They like interview all like the IDW people and everything, and and the guy that runs the channel is a great interviewer, and he's really smart, and like it's like he's really humble. Like he never even says what his name is, I don't think, and he's really? he's got a British accent or something like that, and he's just, he's like really good at pushing. Like, he had Dave Rubin on last week, and he really pushed Rubin, and Rubin was getting a little frustrated because he was asking some, you know, good questions. Yeah. But the how I found the guy is, is he was on one of the, Well, actually, Rebel Will, Rebel Wisdom is doing an event where they brought four different people. What was that? I was just going to write it down so I don't... So yeah, they brought four people on to talk about, like, the biggest problems facing society, and it was... It was Brett Weinstein and his and his wife Heather Hang and this guy and then another guy and they put did a couple minutes of each of the people like some of their thoughts and I'm like wow those are good thoughts mm -hmm. and he referenced that that guy had sat down with Jordan Peterson and I was like oh let me watch that and I went onto YouTube and I I guess I already watched it at some point uh, yeah. in time so the, this is where it comes back to the left right brain thing so Jordan Peterson's main thing is this order and chaos mm -hmm. and and McGill Christ 
point out points out that there's like a there's kind of like a, a, a not exactly a, an hypocrisy in, in Peterson's thought, but he's saying like you're saying order is an antidote to chaos, but you're also saying like you want to walk the line between the two, so it, it kind of gets a little gray. Mm-hmm. And there are parallels between his left brain and right brain way of thinking, but there aren't parallels. And like so, they're just it was just two really smart people contrasting and everything. Yeah. He doesn't agree with McGillchrist doesn't agree with the masculine feminine aspects that Peterson puts to it but he kind of said it's like he's almost inflated those things to be too in line but it may have been done just for the sake of the book you know yeah. I mean there's some uh, what is it writer writer liberty to make it a little more digestible I guess yeah Maybe there's some of that but so McGillchrist thing is that left and right or order and chaos or known and unknown which are a lot of the same things that Peterson talks about is that that they're actually like a relationship mm-hmm. and there has to be two and he talks about with clinical psychology how one of the main things a clinical psychologist does is gets people to realize that all the parts of themselves that they hate there's there's positive aspects to the things they don't like mm-hmm. but to the parts of themselves they do like that there's negative aspects as well so you know you might think you're awesome dude and you're great at everything but it turns out you might just be really cocky and pissing people off right you might not see that i might not see that which pulls it into this diversity of thought thing that you need to be able to realize well maybe i'm wrong well there's that thing with like you know if you're left or right there's an extreme to either end of that that it, it, it's, it's a circle. It's not just a line left or right. It, it's a yeah, curve. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. if you go far enough left, you get to that extremist almost, which becomes almost aligned with the right and vice versa. Yeah. In any sort, political or, political or otherwise, in your thinking. I, I've always thought that was pretty fascinating. It's, it's almost like when, when in history class they talk about how Republicans and Democrats used to be flipped. Yeah, like in the early 1700s yeah. or whatever when it was started. So I think that's sort of where we're heading now. It seems like where the leftists are getting so extreme that even like it's just so pol- like you're saying polarizing that you're not listening to the other side or trying to meet in the middle at all. That you're just forcing people to move right when they're originally yeah. left. I think people. Uh, well, first of all, we we try to over label things. Yeah, and it's like there's like a total myth that people that are progressive and left are are <clears throat> liberal and free it's like the the left is getting progressively more authoritarian mm-hmm. to where the right like the the people on the left think like republicans and conservatives are like oppressive authoritarians but half of all uh conservatives are, are conservative liberals yeah or uh libertarians i'm sorry libertarians who are like yo you do you and i do me and yeah. it's like that's the opposite of authoritarian on yeah. the the political spectrum test that it has that libertarian to authoritarian. Yeah. And when you're saying everyone needs to abide by these rules because this is what gender is or this is what that is or whatever, you know, abortions for all or abortions <laughs> for none, it's like that's very authoritarian. Abortions for some, tiny miniature American flags for others. <laughs> And I actually, I wanted to talk to abortion because it's such a hot topic right now yeah. in the debate. And it's exactly like that where anyone on any far polarity of it basically views the opposite as entirely wrong and, and evil and 
and and it and they're both completely incapable of seeing that the other one is just as ridiculous. Like yeah, George is passing the bill saying if there's a heartbeat, it's a person, and now it's it's essentially murder. Mm-hmm. Is it is just as ridiculous as saying up until the minute of birth you can abort? That's a thing. Where is that a thing? Uh, everywhere now. Really? Uh, Virginia for sure. For sure. And their that late term abortion is a big discussion in the Democratic Party right now. That's scary. Yeah, and they're both ridiculous, and it's like, you can't, it's so contextual, you know, you can't just say all of it's bad and all of it's good, because you don't know the context of every situation, mm-hmm. and... Well, that's where it gets weird, because the, in legality, it's hard to um, foster, like, nuances of situations. Yeah. It's Pull the like, mic up a little bit higher there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go a little bit of that right there. All right. Cool. There we go. Yeah. And for me, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when it's bad arguments, you know? And the whole, the entirety of the abortion debate, aside from the fact that everyone on one side can't see the other side, and everyone's looking at it the most, like, it's the most ridiculous. Like, I saw this one meme, and it said, so in Georgia, this is, this, whoever made this meme did not read the law, has no idea the context of the law that passed. It's just a reactionary feminist, yeah. probably. And so the, the it was a, the meme, it really isn't a meme, it was like a picture of a text. It was like, women can be charged for murder for abortion in Georgia. Murder is a felon, felony. Felonies can't vote. Oh, I see what's happening here. Hmm. And it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, but you have to be insane to think that politicians are actually thinking through how can we try to take the women's right to vote away like yeah first of all you're giving politicians a lot of credit for that's smart yeah there's no way they came up with that (laughs) and no one's trying to do that but people are going to see that meme and go oh yeah you know they're they're gonna the patriarchy is winning it's like oh my god no one is trying to do that it's It's so funny in the same hand they'll be like they're so bad at legislation and their jobs but also here's this super niche creative way to take our rights away yeah it's like you can't really have both of those things and then (laughs) i've seen this one other other really real this is a really great point someone made but the problem with the context of the of the of the of the the meme quote thing is that it works across the whole spectrum of pregnancy it said well it said if at the point in which a heartbeat is detectable it's a person does that mean you can get life insurance on that person Hmm. does that mean if it's an illegal person and it's a naturalized baby you can't deport the pregnant mother Hmm. does that mean and it was just a whole bunch of situations saying like okay that's a person right yeah but that argument applies up until the moment of birth like it doesn't validate like it that's like a there were like that was supposed to be a pro-choice argument but it like, I looked at it, and I was like, that sounds way more like a pro-life argument. Yeah. And then a, a bunch of Hollywood celebrities uh, over the weekend were tweeting uh, sex strike, that they want women to stop having sex with their partners until abortion is, uh, or the law is overturned in Georgia. And it's like, it's like, it was like, don't have, like, they were saying, like, don't have sex unless you're planning on conceiving in, until the law is overturned, and I was like, "Wait, so 
as a secular leftist in reaction to what you think is a, a right-wing conservative law, you're adopting a conservative viewpoint of sex and marriage in reaction to it. It's like, oh my God. It's like, so I'll take a deep breath And here. also like, you want a bunch of horny old dudes that aren't getting laid to try and make decisions? Ah! Like, that's even worse. <laughs> you always got to clean the pipes for a big decision. You gotta. It's important. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not trying to beat a dead horse about like abortion or anything. I'm just saying like generally like this is a good topic that's hot on the hot plate right now. Yeah. It's like people are just so like idealistic echo chamber. It's <clears throat> bad. It's it's like I mean it's so easy to validate your own opinion. It's yeah. it's it's just as easy to to find an argument against your opinion, but no one wants to do yeah. it because it's who, who like no one likes to be wrong yeah, so my whole thing about like having a good argument i hate people have dumb arguments for me i look at the whole situation and i go okay well why would we be talking about abortion at all right because like no one i think unanimously we can all agree we would all like to live in a world where there's never an abortion right yeah of course that'd be great but why are there abortions because people get pregnant. Why do people get pregnant? Because they're having unprotected sex. Why are people having unprotected sex with people they don't want to have a child with? That's, that is where the real question is. We're putting the cattle in front of the horse and being like, all right, well, what are, what, what are we going to do with all these aborted babies? <laughs> a comfort baby. <laughs> it's like, just, yo, just don't, don't fuck someone that you don't want to have a kid with without protection. Like, it's not that hard. I guess it wasn't hard for me, but I guess for a lot of people, it's a difficult thing to do. I'm, I'm not careful. <laughs> You're crazy. I know. <laughs> it's not good. You know, it's like... <laughs> oh, one of the other arguments on that meme before I'll say about is that can the mom start claiming child support at six weeks when the heartbeat starts beating? That's a good one. Valid point. And then, having a baby is expensive. Yeah, it start it's not even ex it. it's expensive in cost, but that does that that doesn't even scratch the surface of how expensive it is in in time and energy. Yeah, to raise a person, <laughs> that's insane. <clears throat> it's uh, like that's the conversation I think we need to be having, and and I think part of it is the male ego being like, dude, I don't need to wear a condom. I'm a man. Like, there's like a man. There's like a. It's almost like men look at wearing a condom as like a beta male maneuver like yeah. alpha males don't wrap up only betas do it it's like i'm a big strong i need a condom it's like yeah. i know we were all 17 and dumb or 27 and dumb at some point <laughs> maybe it's right now but come on yeah it's... yeah yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's... when you have problems in your life that's the thing it's like you need to look at both sides of it and then be like, well, where's this problem coming from? And is there something I could do, you know, two years ago that eliminated this and then I should stop doing it now. So two years from now, I don't have to deal with this problem again. And, not, and I'm not saying it like the analogy for the child doesn't apply in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but just behavior in general, you know. But, like, you know, accidents happen, right? And we need to mitigate the accidents. You can well, have a cheat day, right? But you can't just stuff your face with cake every day. You get diabetes. <laughs> You know, take your foot. You need your feet. You need your feet. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's the, it's my generation of 
people just wanting to do whatever they want without any consequences. Yeah. Because we're so spoiled. Like, I, I, uh, proctored a high school cooking Is that a butt doctor? No. That's a proctologist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I proctored the same exam that I took my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, half of what it was six years ago when I took it. And it was, it was Smaller portions? No, just, like... Less dishes? Just less things to do. It (laughs) was so like bastardized and babied and nerfed mm. like it was just are those people gonna make it in a real kitchen some of them will the, the, then there was you a, should be happy about that it's eliminating your competition which is going to give you a pay raise down the road because you know how to hustle not necessarily it's just like <laughs> there's there's just no one who wants to be a cook anymore because it, yeah, yeah. it's hard and it sucks and was like everyone what greg henry was saying the other day yeah he's like it just sucks like why well, i don't want to do it anymore mm. and like you know there was a kid that was literally standing around half the time just like looking at stuff like watching other kids what they were doing just like oh, i'll start peeling this carrot i guess and then like wandering around and he finished wow. with, with like he barely finished but he had like every other kid was done an hour and a half before he was because wow. it's so easy and it was just like all these kids were freaking out. I'm like, you got if you can't handle this, you have way bigger problems in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I kept and you know they're all afterwards. They're all like, oh, this is so much easier now. And it's like, it, it just hurt my hurt my soul a little bit to see how how easy yeah. that became. Well, what I did right there when I was saying, well, it gives you less job competition. That's like yeah. the devil's advocate. That's like the well, divers- you're right too. The diversity of it, but you could also look at that and be like, well, if that's the if that's if a, there's always a percentage of people coming to the workforce like that, if that percentage gets larger, well, then what's it going to do for the entire industry? And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. I you mean, know what they say, you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Too many cooks. I wonder where that's where it came from. Probably. It's probably the same thing as too many cooks. Too many cooks. I remember that. That's fucked up. <sighs> well, why don't we do a couple moments here? I got a few moments. Yeah. Um. Oh, before that, I have a my. I was talking to my mom yesterday. It's Mom's Day. We were talking about anxiety, mm-hmm. and I don't think she's ever listened to a Peterson thing or anything. But she was telling me like uh, how how to I need to work like get a handle on my anxiety because it's the root of a lot of my issues in yeah. my life. And she's like, you need to like, you know, meet that dragon and like find out what you're gonna do with it. Like, you're gonna kill the dragon, or are you gonna like yeah. work with it, or what? And I'm like, man, that's some serious that's well, like it, well, right that's, alignment that's what it's the that's the whole thing with yeah. peterson that it's like ingrained in you that yeah. it's this horrible monster that you have to deal with and what that's better why the dragon that. has the gold yeah that's why the symbolism of the dragon you ever hear we one of the lectures <laughs> he breaks down the dragon and he, he basically says the dragon is like a hybrid of all of the animals that used to prey us as we evolved yeah it's, it's got like, like it's the talons of it's the got um, a, of a bird bur- bur- birds of prey yeah. yeah it's everything it's a flying snake bear yeah <laughs> and, breathes, and fire and it'll, yeah, it'll burn you fire, yeah <laughs> one of my favorite peterson things is the um breaking down the the holy grail and you know all the the knights of the round table having to like um, find the thing, the Holy Grail. They don't know what it is, but it's the thing. It's the yeah, Holy yeah. Grail, and the the only way to find it is to go into the darkest part of the woods that you're the most afraid of. Hmm. And that's what every knight did, is they went as far into the scariest part 
to find the thing. And, that, well, and, and he also was, points out that the ta- they are at the round table yeah. because they all, it, it's, they're all working together equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a head at the table, although there is the King Arthur or whatever. Yeah. Is that the same thing? I think so. Whatever. But I mean, that kind of ties into like the the whole argument echo chamber thing. Is that the only way to find a real answer to your argument or um, progress at all is to go into the dark part of the woods that you don't want to. Yeah, where you, what you need to thing. know the most is where you least want, want to look. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, like, if you're horribly diabetic, type 2... Science has proven time and time again, if you stop eating sugar and carbs, it'll go away. Your pancreas will heal itself. <laughs> and that's the last place an obese diabetic wants to go because they're so addicted to sugar. Yeah. They, they are willing to cut off their foot, inject themselves with whatever, or take whatever pills any day as long as they can st- keep shoveling vanilla into icing face. into their nostrils. <laughs> and <then laughs> Dude, have you watched my 600-pound life? No. I don't. <laughs> it's so bad. My girlfriend is very into it, and I've been watching it. And Fuck it's, that. Fuck TV. It's so bad. Dude, the, it, there's, there was a kid on there who was like 24. Mm-hmm. He was... Jeff Gordon? Yeah. He was 1,000 pounds. Oh, my God. He wore it like 600, though. Like, he, he could stand. <laughs> he could stand. <laughs> like, there was people on that show that were 600 pounds that were like, Kids, get help mama get to her diabetes juice. I'll clean myself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I called it in the beginning because he was like this, this, obviously he was super overweight. So he's this weak millennial beta male that just like wants everything handed to him. And mm-hmm. I called it. I'm like, this kid's going to die because he's not, he's not like he was so against getting help and everything that he he ended up dying he and his mom wow were both overweight but the doc, when they weighed him the do, he got into the doctor's office and the doctor's like uh 950 pounds you might be the fattest person alive right now that's not a good place to be <laughs> you're not sure about something rub it against a piece of paper if the paper turns clear it's your window, window to weight gain bye bye everybody <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up, Jamie. Oh my god. Like Donor sitting at the at the crusty burger and wipes the wall with yeah. the crusty burger he sees through. Uh yeah, people it's just insane. Like I was I was thinking about this a little bit in the ten minutes I had to prepare for this podcast and I was thinking about like like telling someone who's um bulimic, well just stop throwing up your food. Yeah. Is like the same way everyone's like arguing about abortion like like oh well everyone can do it or no one can do it it's it's literally yeah. just the, it's like no well why is this thing happening at a rate like why are so many people either choosing not to eat it's like it's like everyone now is either obese or bulimic yeah. or both at the same time it's scary ridiculous anyway what do you got for me what moment you want I got both. I got a good one. I got a bad one. I got a couple of good ones. Is it an angry one? Ones. I got an angry one, yeah. Angry one? Yeah. Hit me with it. I listened to that on the way here. It's a great song. Um, so on, was it when? Wednesday. Yeah. I'm working to double at the the job I don't like that I have, that I have, because I need a job. Mm-hmm. And I, um... It was all right. I wasn't like pissed, that pissed all day, but I I ate, <laughs> I ate a piece of pork without 
chewing it and I choked on it so bad that so this this happens a lot where I forget to chew and I choke <laughs> and sometimes it's usually I'm sitting in the Wegmans parking lot before my shift eating some like shitty Wegmans Chinese food and I'm just like easy solution <laughs> here please chew no <laughs> so I was just like <laughs> and, and then it goes away and I'm okay but this is the second time where I've choked so bad that I have to puke yeah. and get it out so I go down to the, the staff bathroom and I'm trying to throw up this pork and I thought I got it all but I couldn't keep water down for like a while and so I go to my dad's to flip my laundry like I was gonna do anyway and I'm at my dad's house and I'm like I, I it's like an hour after I ate this pork and I still can't keep water down and I'm like constantly trying to throw up and <laughs> so oh I, I call my doctor and because I had thought that it all came up and I'm like, yeah. hey, I choked and now I still can't keep water down. And they're like, you need to go to urgent care or the ED right now and get a chest x-ray because that's really bad. Yeah. And I was like so pissed, like just so angry at that for some reason. I'm like, this is so stupid. I wish I just chewed my food. I just want to go back to my stupid job that I hate. Like, why, why do I have to go to urgent care oh right now? I don't want to do this. And so I'm just, like, sitting on the bathroom floor at my dad's house, just, like, screaming, angry. He was gone. I was known in the house. I was just like, what the fuck? They're like, oh just God. so angry. And so I go to urgent care. I, I basically was puking the whole time, but, like, in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I got there, and no one was at the counter, and I had to puke right then. So I ran to the bathroom, and somebody snaked me when I got back, and it was one of the bartenders at Playhouse. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think he even noticed me, but whatever. It's like, man, I got so. I get in there. I'm waiting for the doctor, and they're like, "Do you need like a puke bag?" I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, they're probably gonna." And then, so I'm just sitting there, and then like my stomach got more involved with the puking this yeah. time. So just like whoop whoop whoop, and then it it came out. I'm sitting there, like, all right, there it is. Can I go home now? Like everything's fine. So after choking and puking for like two and a half hours, it was oh, just fine. God. That's fucking awful, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, just that was stupid. Wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very blatant. And then the next day, I throttled my giant cyst in my ear with a kettlebell, and that hurt. So, yeah. I'm just, is, that, is that headphone irritating it, or is it No, right? it's fine. I just can't sleep on this side or touch my ear. Hmm. Yeah, and I was bracing so hard at the gym today that I really thought it was going to blow up. Oh, that's like, awesome. I was just like, and I felt it like... <laughs> like oh, when I was uh, bouldering last week for the first time, the... Uh, wow, it looks great now. The scar on my pinky, like, just split. Oh, yeah? Just, just like, holding on so tight, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's see what I got for you. Let me do... <sighs> Well, let's talk about my anxiety attack. It's kind of like this. It's a good song. I'm going to listen to that album later. <clears throat> so I had total social anxiety, like panic attack, whatever it is. I forget the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. I think one of them is mental and one of them is mental and physiological. Mm. Yeah, is panic like physiological too? I think panic is without it. I think oh, anxiety okay. is when it 
you get the cortisol dump oh. and the adrenaline. Yeah, I went to Vertex, which for context is a goth bar, really ridiculous goth bar. My favorite thing about that is I tried to Google Vertex once, nothing showed up. I Googled goth bar and Vertex showed up. That's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great there. Yeah, we were going to go. We knew we were going to go for a while, like, because our buddy Rich was in town, and he was going there at the bachelor party, and, and it happened to also be the girlfriend's birthday, and she wanted to go, and I was like, all right, cool, you know, great. Um, I know I, I talked earlier about, in the earlier podcast, about the kind of social anxiety panic attacks I used to get. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more like agoraphobia than social anxiety, <laughs> although I'm not sure. Agoraphobia is more panic of, like... Um, well, it's people and open spaces, and it's, it's both. Like, it's like um, uncertainty and, like, mm. a lack of control and, like, yeah. So, because like, the way I get fixated on the fact that people are so disgenuous and fake is probably more to do with the fact that they're, like, trying to be deceiving or lying. It's not really about the fact that they're people. Because if I was around a bunch of people, the fact that I don't have, I never get social pressure, I feel no social pressure around, like, people i'm friends with people i know mm-hmm. at a busy skate park never at a i could be i could be the center of attention at a jam yeah but when it's so anyway i also had a bad a bad experience at vertex once which probably primed me for this we went there with my friends and like it's literally like it's supposed to be this judgment-free goth zone goth zone dance whatever we yeah. were to goth bar whatever we're dancing and like we were getting vibed out real hard that because we weren't like goths yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is supposed to be like a judgment-free zone. Like, there's people... There's pirates there. Yes. <laughs> there's pirates in chains. Pirates. There's people uh, in uh, uh, cosplay. There's, like, <clears throat> people dressed in latex. This is like, they're just mall, like, mall metal people that never grew up. Yeah. Just, like, ridiculous. And we're getting vibed out that, like, bunch we're of no- just normal. Bunch of normies doing Jaeger bombs. It, it, it's funny that, like, <laughs> in any context, like, everywhere else I go, it's like, Dave, all you ever wear is black. Yeah. I'm ironically not wearing black <laughs> right now. And then they go to the goth bar. It's like, you're a normal dude. Yeah. So then, like, this chick was vibing on us in the dance floor, and she just literally was throwing elbows at my friend. Yeah. Like, because we were just, we are literally just a bunch of dudes dancing yeah. to, like, tr- like Marilyn Manson, like, <laughs> uh, house music, you know. It's ridiculous. I don't then, ever dance in Vertex. Is the only place I'll be like, who, who cares? Yeah. It's Vertex, man. And then the, <laughs> the bouncer saw the things going down, and it was pretty obvious to me that they were being a little bit biased to us because we looked like the outsiders, even though we were doing nothing but actually dancing. Yeah. And then, you know, I think the bouncer came over and was like, you got to fucking chill out. And it's like, bro, we're just dancing. Like, yeah. Whatever. So that I guess that kind of shattered the idea that it was a judgment-free zone, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't really feeling like going, and but I put it up on a pedestal, like, we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go. And I was like, all right. Oh, then the funny thing was uh, the, the girlfriend thought I was already there. <laughs> so she's like, where are you? And I'm like, in my room. And she's like, oh, shit. And then she's like, well, do you want me to come get you or do you want to just come back later? And I was like, I was sitting there going, I, I really don't want to go. I'm kind of stressing it, but I want to face the dragon. I don't want to not be a, like, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Come, you know, come get me or whatever. Just so came and got me. And then I was like, yeah, I'm really not feeling it, but I'm just trying to like deal with it. And she's like, oh, okay. And then we got there and I was like, fuck. 
And the Harry Potter looking guy took your money and gave you a stamp. <laughs> oh my god. It doesn't look like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, yeah, we got a, I got a beer and I was just sitting there and I was like my, my hand was shaking my hand was like was like shaking and my mm -hmm. mouth was like my jaw was wow. kinda like quivering and I was just like, um no, like I'm fine. I'm this is fine. Everything's fine, you know, and then like I start looking at all the people and their dumbass <laughs> their dumbass outfits and shit. It's just like I'm not trying to bash them for doing what they're doing, you know, that's their safe space in the weekend to dress ridiculous, but it's <clears> like <throat> like who are you? You know, like you're decked out know. in all this this you know leather <laughs> plastic corset thing with fucking black makeup. It's like it's like as far from being like honestly who you are as you could be. You're just covering yourself with accessories and stuff. To, and it's just like that's at least where my brain went then, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't stop. And I was like, and then, you know, I'm like no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm not fine. And you know, and the more I tried to be like, no, I'm I'm in control here. Everything's fine. It's the worse and worse it felt. Yeah. And it's not like the room was spinning, but it was like I was like, I'm not in control of my own what like. I'm having a physiological response. I can't control it. This is not like something that happens. Hasn't happened in years, which makes it seem even more ridiculous that yeah. I can't get a grip on it. Because I can like, I do ridiculous shit riding where it's like super dangerous and like super high adrenaline. And it's like the likelihood of something bad happening. And I could walk that line and be calm and collective and spine. And then I'm at this bar with goths. And I'm like, ah. so, and then. Lindley was there with her husband, and I, and I know them, and they're with two of a uh, girl that comes to ladies' night and her boyfriend. So, like, there was an abundance of people there. So I mm -hmm. should have had security, but, oh, it's not like I know a bunch of people here. It's fine. wasn't helping. And then they're like, we're going to go upstairs and dance. And I was like, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And then um, I, went, I walked home. <laughs> oh, that's not a super close walk. It's like two miles. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's not that bad, but yeah, still... No. When you you run and ride and shit, you're like, oh, two miles, whatever, yeah. fuck it. But I like, you know, the fact that it was the girlfriend's birthday and, and it, we were already there, it's like no matter how the situation pulls, no matter how this plays out, I'm ruining something. Like, it's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. And how do I get through this to minimize, you know, the collateral damage of this panic attack? So I was like, all right, what do I do? It's like... Like, like, I could say, I'm just going to go walk around or whatever, go chill at Liberty Pole or something. Yeah. But then I know she's not going to want to stay upstairs and dance and do whatever she wants to do. At a certain point, she's like, all right, well, Dave's waiting, you know? Yeah. I don't want to do that. And it's to cut out the fun. Yeah. I was like, other scenarios, like, I tell her I'm leaving and there's no way that's going to fly. Yeah. So I just, just didn't, didn't say anything and I just freaking left. And as I'm going out the door, like, I'm literally out the door and someone's like, Dave! And then it's like it was Andrea, and she's like, "Oh!" And then we she started talking, like talking about Josh, and I'm just sitting there going, "I need to fucking leave," yeah. you know, like, like I was like, like a foot out the door. Hey, Dave! I'm like, oh, motherfucker! It's like I just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I like power walked home. I think it bothered, it fucked up my knee. Oh, <laughs> it's even worse. When and it's then. Like Eventually, she texts me and is like, oh, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm just chilling, like, outside. Just let me know when you're done. And finally, you know, like, an hour later, she's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm done. Where are you? And I'm like, in bed. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? You know, what do you do? Why, you, you know? And then she was really upset. And I was just like, that made it so much worse. And then I was, yeah. I was like, super emotional. And I was just like, 
I'm like, I'm not just being a little, like, I'm not just being a bitch. Well, I was being a bitch, but. But sometimes you just can't yeah. control that. And I was like, and I know how I'm always like, oh, you got to face your shit. And, oh, you got to, like, try. And you can't run away from it. I'm like, this this never happens. It's so rare. I was like, you just need, to, like, this is the one time I need a little leeway. And I was like, I tried to explain. I'm like, you know, the three scenarios. Like, this was the best one that allowed you to have the most fun you could possibly have. And then she's like, you walked home. I'm like, it's not even far. Yeah. Like, it's like, it, it's so funny how, like, either way, it's like, you're, the, the person you you love is or you're upset. Like, you you put yourself through that to walk home because I would have done this and that. Like, but no, you were thinking of someone else. Yeah. In that scenario where you needed to do what you needed to do. I think the best compromise would have been like, oh, I'm going to go walk around outside and let me know when you're done. But then she would, I know she would have felt bad. And, yeah. and it's like, I wanted you to get the maximum fun that you yeah. can get out of it. And then, you know, the whole thing ended up to a whole bunch of just really emotional discussion at night. And it was, the next day I was shot, dude, like the ad- adrenal dump and just all the cortisol or whatever the fuck was going on. Like the next d- morning I was like, I was fucking fried. Mm-hmm. I was just like drained. I was like, that's so crazy. Like, must have just dumped so much adrenaline and everything. It was terrible. Yeah. That I can't sucks. believe I used to do that all the time. They weren't so severe because I was used to it. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't happen. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not fine. <sighs> God. I feel all tight in the chest just talking about it. Fuck Vertex. <laughs> Damn DMV goth chick. My, uh, one of my old co-workers' girlfriends got roofied there and then fell down those stairs and destroyed her leg. Oh, no. She just got out of her walking boot after, like, almost a year, maybe, like, six or eight months. I was still at good luck when it happened, so, yeah. She, like, broke her leg and tore most of the ligaments real bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it's like, do you want to, like... Do you want to be reserved most of the time and then, like, on the weekend, one night, go out and just be like, this is who I am? It's like, is it who you are? Yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's like, thing. I try to be as honest with myself every day, and it's like, I don't need to go, like, like here's a, uh, an anecdotal version of this. My buddy John, one of my best friends, does cosplay and uh, medieval combat fighting. Oh, and like, sweet. He and does, like, LARPing. the... He does LARPing, mm-hmm. and he does real combat. Where like, oh, wow. They're, they're not they're, real swords, but they're wood, and you have real, like, metal armor. It's like you yeah. kick each other's ass. Like at Renaissance fairs and stuff? Yeah, kind of, but, like, more hardcore than that. So he, um, he like, there's a character and a timeline, and these, these organizations rent out entire campgrounds, and mm-hmm. the whole campground is in, in costume, in character, period. Like, you cannot break character. Huh. And, like, so... And this, the, the, I guess the storyline, the timeline freezes when the weekend ends, and then it picks back up the next time, mm. right? So I said to John, I was like, "What? Like, so at what point? Like, if 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 you began LARPing more and more and more and more, and like, and like, living your normal like less and less and less, like, who's the real you at one point?" And he was like, "What do you?" <gasps> <laughs> like he just like I never thought like like if you if you're living in a, as a secondary character right it's like at what point like if you're specifically not integrating it into you the normal you you're creating a second like avatar of you or something 
that's, like, that's kind of like how I felt about you know, people that will just, they live for the weekend or they live for something like alternative like that, where it's like, yeah, so weird. That's got to conflict with you, like internally somewhere, something's confused. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's, um, you don't have any, any do you have anything there, anxiety? No, just, I think that's just most of my existence. But. Existence is pain. I need to get that sound bite. Uh, yeah. Well, let's 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 lighten it up here. And do, we'll do a beautiful moment. Then. Um, yeah, it's been a while. So it's been a bunch of beautiful moments for me. We did a big, big group bike ride a couple of weeks ago, which is freaking awesome. Taking a bunch of people mountain biking that never been mountain biking and just yeah. having a blast. That looks super fun. But my beautiful moment would be my, uh, <laughs> so I, I, uh, this is probably not a beautiful moment for anyone else. I did, uh, I had my heart rate at 175 for nine minutes. That was crazy. I, I adopted, I tried out this breathing technique that my brother told me about. It's, it's a, you breathe deeply. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a technique, but basically you're saying you, Inhale as much as you can, and pull the diaphragm as high as you can, and then like let it all out. Just just big, deep breaths till everything, almost like it feels like it hurts, like you can't get any more in. And it feels kind of panicky because normally when your heart rate gets up, you're, mm-hmm. you're breathing fast. But Oh, so you do that when you're doing So the... I'm railing, I'm yeah. right, I'm railing, and I'm just like... Like yeah. to, to the point where full diaphragm pull up and it's like, yeah. uh, it's almost like it hurts like you're trying to yeah, expand. It's a workout. And um, I'm railing the, this section of trail and I'm railing it, I'm railing it. And I look down and I'm like, holy shit, like I'm like 175 beats per minute. And I was like, okay. And I'm just watching it and I'm riding. And like about halfway through it, I started to hit a little bit of that lactic acid kind of in the legs, but I just kept pushing through it, kept pushing through it. And the heart rate kept kind of trending up. Toward the end, I was. I broke 180 toward the end, but for nine minutes, I was in that zone. And for my age, that's the red zone. That's ni- that's 90% of my max, Wow. which is like for interval training, you do like one minute on, three minutes off, one minute on, three minutes off, or, mm-hmm. or three and five or three and seven. Like I was looking up all interval training and nowhere could I find anywhere. It's like, yeah, do that for nine minutes. So, you know, maybe it was bad for me. Maybe it was good for me. I don't know. It, Either way, it was a major accomplishment, and I couldn't believe that I managed to do that for that long without feeling like I was going to die. That's incredible. No, normally, <laughs> the, my heart rate is that high. I'm like, I, a minute, maybe? Yeah. Two minutes? Crazy. Yeah. That's... And I was, I was like, um, <clears throat> my lungs felt weird later in the day. Like, like I'm sure that was quite the workout. Like, it almost felt like I had been... Um, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Like, maybe, like, the day or two after you have a cold mm. and your lungs are kind of, like, you could tell they just, like, kind of got their ass kicked. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt kind of weird like that. It's got to be good in some way to tear some of your lung muscle fibers to oh, make well, it's a yeah. bigger expand, you know, um, bigger capacity or something. But it was cool. So, shout out Gary uh, at work. <clears throat> uh, and uh, shout out all those longer segments that I'm coming after now. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got, like, seven KOMs last week. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah, that one I got it. I got two in the middle of the longer nine minute. It that segment. So remember, we got caught in the rain. That segment is from when you turn off the sidewalk into Turning Point, and when you come out at the zoo. It's the whole length of the park. Jeez. I averaged sixteen and a half miles an hour and did the whole thing in nine minutes. Jeez. The whole thing all the way through. I was oh, dying. Jeez, Rick. 
Oh, jeez. Uh, what do you got for me? <clears throat> um, the first one that comes to mind is the Spine Mini Jam. And oh, that was great. Yeah, finally. like I, I haven't worked for a trick in a long time. And to like really try it and get that close on the first one and know that it was possible and just to la- like to land it all all shitty like I did and then do it again. Oh, and you get all the crowd, everyone's pumped on yeah. you doing the trick. Like it felt so good. Like I was just so happy to be right. That whole day was just so much fun. Just riding bikes with everybody. It's interesting that both of our moments are are based on. Uh, mental and physical accomplishments mm-hmm. and yours is like definitively in that moment you landed and everyone was cheering and yeah. mine was I didn't even realize what it is I did until I finished my ride yeah I uploaded it and I was looking at my 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 stats and I was like <laughs> what yeah I did that yeah oh my god yeah yeah it's crazy like it's <clears throat> yeah it, it the goal-driven thing is cool like being I'm gonna do this and then it happens and then you they're still shocked that you did it. That's crazy too. I didn't see. That. I haven't. Uh, Josh is supposed to edit that video. He said he'd up. He said he would doc. You'd keep his hours and let me know. And mm-hmm. but it's not uploaded yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I think that, there were some that's crazy maneuvers like in that, tra- that that jam. Yeah, and it like it just feels so good to be as confident as I am on my bike now. Like I'm oh, riding yeah. better than I ever have. Yeah, I've been, <clears throat> I haven't seen you bike in a little while. Oh, we went to that Canada trip. That was really nice, too. Yeah, and I was exhausted that day. It was, it was amazing I rode that much. Um, and then the other thing was the other day, I've, I've had this goal of lifting my body weight in each hand mm. with the two kettlebells, and I, mm. I got it. It's just like the, the whip to, to ice where, like, I, I got it, but I went to tail tap when I dropped in. So what, your body weight in each hand? Yeah, so 170 oh 176 pound kettlebell and you lift all with your back in a twisting jerky motion like that just wrench it (laughs) wrench like yeah and um so like we had a i don't know it was a it was an easier day and at the end i was i was somebody had had those kettlebells out for something else and they were set up just in the way and the light was just shining down yeah Ah. I, i looked it was like um we do these hover things so you go into a push up position and then you kind of find where you're where everything hurts yeah. and where there's like weak points and you kind of hover around and I looked no. at, I looked at Greg and I'm like I gotta lift those and he's like you will eventually <laughs> and then he walked away I looked at him a little longer I lifted the the lighter ones and it worked so then I just got I fucking set up my phone and I took a little video of me standing up with so I got it up all the way up in the air legs locked out but I like was so excited I got all wobbly and put him down oh wow <laughs> so Next time I go, or next time I feel up to it. Today was heavy deadlifts, so I didn't oh, want to work those muscles anymore. I did a Ninja Warrior on Friday. That looked awesome. I saw it. I was, the bouldering made me sore. The Ninja Warrior was, was pretty tough, too. Yeah. Phil's going to do a Ninja Warrior contest, and I'm all jazzed up on the bouldering and the Ninja Warrior. I think I'm going to start doing both of those. I think I might try to aim for doing a Ninja Warrior contest. Yeah. Dude, the one thing, uh, man, it was so hard. It was like, um, it's like a two by ten. Mm-hmm. With like holes drilled in them every foot, and you just have like these pegs, pegs, yeah. yeah. And you're just you're like, you gotta like hold with this arm and then put it in the next thing and then like move it over and you gotta go over. And like the first one's not so bad, but then the ten. Then you do th- you do three of them. Don't, yeah. don't give me ten. <laughs> you do three of them, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. The salmon ladder thing where the 
Yeah. Phil was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I got it. I couldn't do one. I kept getting the left one would go off one and the right one wouldn't. It's interesting. There's how, like, so some, much technique. Sometimes, yeah, so much of lifting and stuff like that is just technique. Like, Yeah. It's, like, I'm learning that with the bouldering and the Ninja Warrior that it's like doing it right makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But you still have to be strong and present and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. There's um, like a power clean. It's like you go, you start from a deadlift position and you pull it up and then when you get to this like shrug and weightless position you throw your hands underneath and you it's like that weightless moment so it's all technique mm. but you also still have to be able to muscle it up and be yeah. strong so it's like it's weird like what it, there's, there's points where I've, I've done that and I know I can lift heavier if my arms just do the right thing when they're supposed mm. to but I can't because they just get all noodly yeah yeah well it's like the second time I climbed when I climbed with you guys uh, my arms didn't really get too fatigued, but my feet were killing me because yeah. the first time they're like, "Guy, you're like, dude, you're just relying on your strength and you're all arms. It's supposed to be feet." So the second time, I'm like, I right, use my feet. Like, yeah. God, this freaking hurts. Yeah, the bouldering is super fun though. I want to go back and do that. I, my wrist is starting to feel a little better, so I think once my wrist is strong, I can do it. Because yeah. there was one where I like, I went to get up on that upside downy one. Yeah, and I was like, that's the actual technical term, <laughs> and like. I grabbed and I'm like, oh no, I can't even start because my wrist is oh, just yeah. so bad. Oh uh, well, let's go. When, let's go another morning this week. Are you working? Up, then do you go in? Uh, I go in at two on Thursday, so I might be able to trying to go to the gym on Thursday morning, but we'll see. I mean, their their hours are pretty late and early too. Yeah, I know cool. how you like getting up early. I've been getting up early. Mm. I haven't gotten up. You know what's crazy? The bouldering and the rock climbing. All right, so I'm used to. Only feeling fatigued from long cardio work. Like, mm. if, yeah. Both the bouldering times and the and the ninja times, both those following evenings and the, and the, sec- the second day sore is crazy. I'm like, I'm tired. And like, I'm, yeah. I haven't associated fatigue and being tired with just pure, like, muscle recovery. Only, mm. well, I guess it's still technically mo- muscle recovery, but I, I guess I just had it falsely thinking it was only like cardio exercise so i was like it kicks your ass man the two nights after each of those events i was in bed early yeah and i was i was sitting there like 11 30 like well, I said, uh, uh. <laughs> the second the the so friday i did ninja warrior at like 2 30 when i woke up saturday morning i wasn't that sore but by like 2.30 Saturday midday, it yeah. kicked in. Like, I yeah. woke up not sore, and then, like, throughout the day, I progressively got more sore, and I was like, I've never really felt this before, so I guess I've just been working out like a bitch because I don't work out. <laughs> I just get by with, with what's there, bike muscles. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go climbing this week, though. Super fun. Sweet. Now you get to work. Yeah, you got to go to work. That's yeah. good. Whatever. I mean, this is some content. I like it. Nice and easy. Uh, chill sesh. Just chillers, just throwaway clips. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for checking it out, guys. Uh, let us know if you're one of the seven people that have watched or listened to this podcast. If 20 you th- by 2020. <laughs> uh, if you like it, let us know. and We'll do more mellower or whatever, you know, if you're one of the six people. So I changed the buttons here. So I had the, sh- uh, which one is it? Intro F3. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later.